Hey y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do wanna let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, it's me, Andy J. Miller, the host of the Creative Pep Talk podcast. This podcast is about making money and making awesome art. So thriving financially and making work that you're creatively fulfilled by. And that's why I do the show. I'm obsessed with balancing this, these two elements Uh, And I just want to share what I've learned about that process. I'm a pro commercial artist. I make pictures for a living. So big news on the podcast, big stuff going on. Uh, I'm extremely humbled and grateful. Uh, The podcast has been featured on the iTunes podcast page under Editor's Choice. The podcast has been number two on the design charts on iTunes for a good week, and that is amazing. I can't even believe it. Like, I'm stunned by that. Um, So thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Um, I am being overwhelmed by the amount of notes and shares and likes and encouragement about the podcast. It actually scares me a little bit, um, to be honest. So thank you so much. So today on the show, I interview one of my all-time best friends, Jeffrey Bowman. He's currently the creative director of the outdoor brand Millican. It's a UK outdoor brand. He's an illustrator, a designer, art director, a fantastic guy, guy who I went to college with. And we're going to talk about this topic of rest. And this is going to be the first part of a three-part show. The next two parts, I'm going to interview Jeremy Slagle, and the next one will be an interview with Brandon Reich, all on the topic of rest. I've done these interviews. Uh, There are, I had so many fantastic moments with all three of these. Um, Seriously, some of the best conversations I've ever had. And I am doing this episode because I need to work on resting. You know, I'm not a workaholic. You know, I'm not on the grind 24 hours a day, but uh, I have a hard time mentally stepping away from creativity. And so that's what these episodes are all about. I think there uh, is so much value in resting and, and not being on all the time and not being in creativity all the time. And I learned so much from talking to these guys, and I'm super thrilled to share these episodes with you. I might break them up with a few different types of episodes, but eventually we'll get through all three parts 
Today, I talk with Jeffrey Bowman. We're going to get to that in a minute. Before we do, I'd like to thank illustrationage.com, our proud syndicate. They are amazing, the best resource on the planet for illustrators. You can find this show on illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thank you, guys. So we got our first factor meals, and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how factor meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low-calorie Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. So this episode is about rest, and we take this topic into lots of different places. Uh, All of them were very interesting and exciting and educational for me. You know, I struggle to rest. Um, You know, it's not that I'm some kind of workaholic, but I do have a hard time mentally stepping away from creativity and ideas and you know, I can be very distracted. And I think, as you'll see through the conversations, that not only is that maybe just bad for your life uh, and for the people around you to not be able to ever, to walk away to some degree and engage in other things, not only is it bad to your overall life, but it can actually hinder the trajectory of your creative career. And so we talk about all the different aspects of that, how rest is an important part of the rhythm of being a creative person, of getting your best work out there, um, and and living a, a more uh, full creative life. So without further ado, let's get into the first discussion with my close friend, Jeffrey Bowman. Jeffrey Bowman and I went to college together at the University of Huddersfield in the UK. As you will see, he's got a lovely northern British accent. Um, I love Jeff. He's one of my all-time best friends. He's a brilliant, creative person, uh, and he's been a big inspiration to me over the years. He, uh, Him and I go way back, I guess, probably, t- man, almost like 10 years nearly. And... Um, Early on, he was instrumental in me, uh, you know, stepping up the game in my own work. And I think I probably played a similar role for him. We did a zine back in the day called The Wizard's Hat that went pretty well. We did a few issues of that. We went to Glasgow for a Converse job back in the day. Uh, we spent a bunch of time together talking and, and pontificating about what it means to be a commercial artist, and it was so great to reconnect with him. Um, you should definitely go check out his work. You can find it at jeffrey-bowman.co.uk, and you can also check out 
homeofmillican.com. That's where Jeffrey is currently the creative director. Uh, Jeff has books out. Uh, he has fantastic creative work. What I love about uh, Jeff and why I think we get along so well is that we're both just very analytical about our own careers and, and desperate to uh, be the best creative people that we can be. And it's been a pleasure to um, kind of watch over the years uh, him develop into such a fantastic creative person and such an inspiring person. So I think you're going to like this conversation. I know I sure did. Um, and be prepared to learn some new things about how to more fully rest as a creative. This is uh, my good buddy from the UK that we met at college uh, or university in the UK, um, uh, Huddersfield University. We became really close. We had a few uh, friends where we were like competing a lot and all that good stuff. And we, it was kind of like the iron sharpening iron, like competition and all that good stuff that you need. Um, especially early on. And so anyway, I wanted to bring him on here to talk about rest. Uh, so do you want to introduce yourself, sir? I'm uh, Jeffrey Bowman, uh, illustrator, or once was an illustrator, good friend of Andrew, um, the author and co-editor of The Outsiders and The Great Wide Open, and currently the art director for homeofmillican.com, which is a sustainable backpack and outdoor travel brand in the UK in the mountains. And you're not the writer of the novel, The Outsiders, that was then classically transformed into the movie with Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. <laughs> tell, tell, them, tell them more about that book uh, in particular, just because that was your first one. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was my first book, and it's The Outsiders, so it's, uh, it's about the modern outdoor culture. So for a while I was teaching graphic design and just kind of in the city and slowly but surely questioning the world around me and what was going on and started making a deeper connection with the outdoors. So I started climbing and hiking and just generally feeling more inspired and connected to myself um, to the point where one of my students lived in Norway and she came over to the UK for three months to do the course and she just invited me over and sort of explained the lifestyle and I was like there's something that resonated there there's a young creative community in the mountains in an interesting country and just living freely so I decided it was you know worth a three-week summer holiday and as I left I'd mentally handed in my resignation got back to Manchester and handed in my resignation and by January I was in Norway, 2013, minus 35, I think it was that year. Started living a much more inspired and interesting life that didn't involve the grind and the busyness and the chaos of the city and being connected to absolutely everything around you. So it was connected in another way. So I'm, throughout the time there, I just started looking into 
outdoor culture and I could see living it and being around me that there was something going on there was a reconnection a disconnection and reconnection to the outdoors because I think a lot of people our age especially are looking for more now looking for an independence looking for a reconnection looking for inspiration especially in the creative community outside of outside of blogs and being online so yeah i could just see loads of brands and illustrators designers just all you know the work was rich with outdoor kind of vibes and a lot of these young brands like polar stuff were embracing the creative community to help give them their voice in something that had felt quite mature and quite stagnated for a lot of years and quite you know the stereotypical outdoor world is you know the old man and his beard and his cap and you know this is my way or get lost whereas you know the new outdoors it's full of amazing people amazing connected amazing creative people doing what feels like something for themselves so the book just the outsiders just fell really naturally and put together kind of a pdf and approached gestalt and who i felt as a designer i'd seen their move away from classic type books and character books and logo books into more about what's under the skin of a designer and the creative community which is culture which is experiences and as soon as I took the book to them, or the proposal, within a week, I think we were on the road to uh, the first one. Yeah, that's awesome. And so there's this fantastic episode of Fraggle Rock. <laughs> did you ever watch Fraggle Rock? I did, yeah. I okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so there's this episode of Fraggle Rock where... Uh, uh, the 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 um what's his name Cantus comes along and he I've talked about it on the show before he comes along he's gonna get the Fraggles to like uh come up with a medley and all the Fraggles have their own song their own unique song and it it just has to come to them right and so like Red is the the girl Fraggle who is like the winner competitive just you know oh you know works the hardest. And I think um, she has a really hard time hearing her song and she can never because it doesn't take hard work. It takes like quiet listening and uh, it just kind of, you know, when you're quiet and you chill out, it kind of comes to you. And I think that this is something that is just it's such a good metaphor and such a good story that just nails this whole um it's a coming of age kind of thing for us but then also especially in creativity you're thrown out you know i know so many illustrators they're so desperate to find their style or what their work is about or whatever and and it's one of those things when you really love illustration and design and creativity and you really want to be a great uh creative professional you want to be great you don't want you know you want to actually be great at what you do um that passion and that um work ethic and the obsession actually often uh stifles being able to hear what it is your thing actually is and you and i both hit different stumbling blocks and ceilings as we graduated and we're trying to find our way with this and um you uh like you said you go to norway and you know today we're talking about rest and talking about the importance of 
finding that space away from the creative industry and the and and all that stuff. You had to chill out a little bit on the whole creative scene for a minute, you know. So what what was it that like spoke to you, and how did you how did you find that thing without you know just pushing super hard? Where I was, I was in I was surrounded by everything that I've that inspired me. So the the kind of the breakaway from industry felt very. It didn't really notice it at first because you're so wrapped up in your surroundings. But as I became more and more sort of disconnected from industry, the more I felt a bit panicked. And then you start to analyse, well, what is it that was that I'm kind of feeling disconnected from? Why am I feeling panicked when I was leaving? And I think it was the fact that I was just so overloaded to perform. And I, and I was performing in ways that were not beneficial to my creativity. So I was being pulled in several directions by clients, by work, and by myself that you don't really truly hear your own voice until you step back and are immersed in something else. And then Mm. that kind of period where you transition from being so reliant on having your work accepted or changing, you know, like it's creativity on the fly that when you get to stop and rest and listen to the true you and self, I guess, that's when your creative ideas and inspiration start to really make sense and also and almost sort of become like set in concrete, like you truly believe that this is the right thing. So the chasing of being in a magazine, the chasing of the next client, the chasing of I want this, I want this, I want this, stops being so superficial and calms down to just this one voice that gets louder and louder, which is I am this, not I want this, but I am this. And then mm. that's when things really changed to to just being more natural and for me to make such easy decisions to say no to work, no to things that no longer made sense to me you know mm. and I didn't th- I don't think I'd ever would have got that unless I had listened to something that was tugging which was my voice going just stop take a break and then I found this exciting new world outdoors that allowed that disconnection to reconnect really yeah and I uh Man, I could say so many things about that. It just totally resonates with me. Uh, and I, I th- you know, you and I are both like a big fan of Simon Sinek and and Start With Why and all that stuff. And I think one, the, one of the, the picture that came to me when I started thinking about this episode of Rest was, uh, did you ever watch um, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with... Uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner, you, yeah. you know that. <laughs> so uh, there's a point where uh, I think it's Little John is like floating down the river and he doesn't know how to swim and he's like a giant guy and he's like panicking like crazy, like flailing. And Kevin Costner, Robin Hood's like, just stand up and it's actually like super shallow water. And I just think that there's something in that like that mad dash panic and, and that you know, like 
you know, I think, I think if you go to school for this and you fall in love with creativity really hard and you fall in love with artists and all this stuff, you know, I said that I've said this a bunch of times, like you get into that industry and you get obsessed with it and then you're making illustration or design you're making illustration about illustration for illustrators and and you you're in this incestuous place where you lose yourself and you become just another cog in that thing and and there's something about stepping away finding reconnecting with why you wanted to do this in the first place and then once you get super solid in your conviction about what is this about then you get then you when you have that clarity of vision you go back into the zone and all of a sudden it's like uh i don't know why all my references are movies but it's all of a sudden you're like neo in the matrix and all of it now you can see the code and you're like you're not phased by you know this isn't this isn't real you know i'm not i don't have to play this game because i have a deeper sense of why I'm here and what I'm trying to do. And that only comes out of stepping away. I think that you know, letting it settle, letting the dust settle. Um, I think it's, it, it's important though to kind of play the game. You can't really truly understand how important it is now to found what it is that I love doing and where my, where I can channel my creativity properly without having the chaos before the quiet and the calm into this focus. It, I mean, I think with, I think with the pressures that you, that we put ourselves under at such a young age as well to perform and to succeed and to be, um, prolific at an age where being prolific isn't (laughs) possible. Yeah. It's, it's just almost, yeah, it's all an unachievable goal, but... I think the other side of that, sorry, I, and I, I want you to make sure you come back to whatever that is. I just want to say as a side note, you know, uh, well-meaning teachers and, and industry leaders are telling these 20, 20-year-olds, you know, the idea is that you put yourself into your work, and I think the problem with that is, I think I knew at the time that I didn't know who I was. Like, how how do you... How do you, how does a 20 year old put themselves into, into work when they, when they're, you know, I'm, everybody's different. So you, you know, maybe you do, maybe there are people that have a really clear sense of who they are at 20, but I didn't know what that meant. You know, like if you put yourself into the work, you're telling me, put my love of design and illustration into the work. That's all I know. <laughs> like I went to college, like I barely knew that, like it was hard enough to like, pick a you know major and you know you're just learning what 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 all that is and i think it is unrealistic to be like yeah just make your work about you and you're just so underdeveloped at that time um at least i was so it's a really interesting one because the depending on the path you go your graphic design and stuff you're trying to find a voice for for a client always you know you need to find their voice with yeah. with illustration, the most successful people I think are the ones whose voice resonates through everything they do, no matter what it looks like, because yeah. it just becomes an exercise in decoration. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah and, true. And so, when I realised that I could no longer keep <clears throat> doing illustration the way I was, because it just didn't mean anything anymore, and. Mm. 
and in some ways you just <clears throat> really you do need the the journey then I think that's one of the most important things is that it's creativity is the probably one of the purest journeys to discovering yourself true. easily totally and, true. and yeah the rest I think is the most important part but you're not like knowing when to rest is a difficult one in itself mm. I think but yeah. it'll either present itself at the right time but then I think rest also in your career comes through the preservation of your creativity and your capacity to be creative along the way, no matter what part of this journey you're on. So as a student into a young designer and illustrator, you have to feed your body mentally and physically the right kind of things to keep it like a creative being rather than, Mm. you know, this dash to be, everything and nothing all at once yeah yeah and actually uh there's two things i wanted to say about that one uh i i wanted to do this episode because i'm terrible at resting uh you know and i i hate saying that because it makes me sound like i'm a workaholic i'm not i draw for a living so like like my workaholic is me goofing off in a sketchbook like that. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm, I'm not pedal to the metal, crazy workaholic, but I am obsessed with making art. And I, and when I do step away, even when that, it's not just an issue of stepping away because you know, when that presents itself, you know, you can take it physically and then not take it mentally. And that's my challenge is that, you know, it's hard for me to mentally step away from creating things. And um, what do you think it was that, you know, were there physical things that you were doing where you were capturing your interest? Was it that, you know, going out and being outdoors, finding a love for something else that that could take your mind off of this stuff? Is that kind of what happened? Um, part of it, yeah. I mean, what you're doing is it's almost like you're diverting your attention and you're taking that pressure off. But what what I see it as is I I know that I cannot turn this off 24-7. I'm cons- my purpose is to be creative, is to be a designer. Or, and so that when, I, when I'm resting, I'm not resting my mind from design or inspiration or just thinking things through what I'm not going to do is fill it with work that adds stress and doesn't allow me to to be free to think and be creative so like you were saying with illustration your rest time is drawing but Mm -hmm. you're not going to be resting if you're doing client work you really don't want to do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so you're still gonna you're still gonna be creative but it's about cutting out the things that add too much stress and pressure and pull you left and right like but do you think were you when you because you were like snowboarding right in norway so when you're snowboarding though is there a certain type of like is it some sort of like meditation to where you can't i mean you can't possibly be thinking about you know circles squares and triangles and arranging them nicely while you're like doing a snowboarding jump i don't know what they're called i don't know crap about snowboarding but but you know what I mean? Like, is there that, like, surely that's like a meditative state away from what you, you know, all that stuff. I know it's, well, for me, what, what 
I've resonated with the outdoor world is the repetition of the rhythm of doing the walking, the hiking, and fixing your mind onto something that clears it from the noise. So yeah, that's where I found all of a sudden that I felt clear and free because although I was in the moment of it was with snowboarding at first, trying not to fall and hurt myself to yeah. to then becoming so in tune and relaxed with the flow that it frees up, it, it calms your mind down. It's just, it's like being mindful, isn't it? And mm. and then the problems and your creativity has this space in your head to just to to exist, to play and enjoy yeah. and just be be there. And I think it's the same. That's why you know I think obviously. I joke about Fraggle Rock because it's a ridiculous reference, but obviously Jim Henson was a master uh, creator. And I do think that, you know, there's so much truth in that idea of like, you can't, you know, white hot passion your way in, 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 you know, claw your way to getting into that zone. You can't, you know, it's like, you can't, you, you can't like push yourself energetically to let go. Those are the, opposite things you know i'm in a season where i wanted to do this episode because you piqued my interest about it just because you know on the show we talk a lot about hard work and all that kind of stuff and and i'm sensitive to that too because i don't i don't think um i don't want to perpetuate the idea that in order to be successful and then also in order to be successful as a creative person that you have to be a type a personality who is always have your books in order and everything's you know because i'm not like that i know lots of you know, some of the most creative people I know are not like that. And I don't want to perpetuate that. And so also I wanted to do the show because I just feel like, um, I haven't mastered this thing yet. I, I need, I do sometimes I've told my dad, cause my dad's just as bad at, as I am at resting the UK folks and my in-laws, um, who are from the UK have taught me a good thing about, uh, holiday and that when you're on holiday, you shut up about work and you, and, 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 and I learned, you know, we would go to France and, and, and camp for two weeks. And I learned that, um, you know, you can't wash the city off in a day. Like you need a few days, you know, you need, and once you, I think the, the turning point for me has always been, you need to go away long enough to where you don't want to come back. But you, what, one of the things that's been awesome uh, for you is stepping outside of our industry, taking all of the things you know and enjoy about creativity and bringing it to a different industry outside of that world. What, what was it internally that, that you noticed about, that, about the outdoors that, that piqued your interest? Because I think for me, it was hard early on to see what was where I should focus this creative industry in energy if it wasn't on the creative industry i think um there's a brand called hyatt denim who says yeah yeah i know that their catch line is do one thing well and i think what i realized it's quite interesting there's a few points i could go off on what i realized is in order for me to live how i want then the one thing i have to do well is me there's no two ways about it i can't do the guy that everybody expects to be. I can't do the guy that carries on being the same way he used to be. I have to be me. And what I found in the outdoors was a place where I could be me, judgment-free from myself and other people, but feel my independent spirit 
deep down mm. I could yeah. start to make conscious choices that I'm not going to do client work anymore because that actually is me fighting myself, fighting them, and it wasn't it wasn't a natural cycle anymore. So once I got through this and once I'd connected and realised that for me to do me well, I need yeah. mountains, I need creativity, I need rest, I need food and water and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. the work I need to do no longer mattered as much as it did. Oh, what am I trying to say? I guess the work I know I need to do changed and the, the stuff I was doing before didn't really matter. It was never, yeah. it, it, it stopped being about illustration at the yeah. heart of it and it started being about creativity. That And I put that central to me. And being- and, you're, and the other side of it, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but I just think this is a really important thing to note. Like it stopped being about chasing what it is to be an illustrator or, or chasing illustration. And it started to be about real life, like being a real person doing real things, real inspiration. Uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and I guess it's, um, it's what I, what I also realized is for someone like me, it's illustration was just another thing that I could do as an outlet for creativity mm-hmm. and it when it became a job and a responsibility i didn't like i didn't really it didn't agree with me because actually what the illustration one was a form of my creative expression whereas now i've realized that no matter what i do the creativity and me comes first and, that, and that's naturally for me found its way as being an art director and a brand stra- mm-hmm. strategy because i can do the two things which I think I love the most, which is coming up with things, being creative, the ideas, but then also for a reason and seeing that play out on a strategic level and a brand level and communicating to myself but to an audience. And I think when I was doing it for the client more as an illustrator, I was communicating to them and their message that didn't connect to me. And now with... The job I do now, it's just another form of me, if you know what I mean. Wow. It, is, it is me. It's a natural. Yeah. I think to, uh, I, I want to go. There's two paths I want to go, and I want to make sure we like <laughs> do both of them. So I'm, I'll just might have to just like loop back around. But, yeah. uh, you know, so when you say creativity, I think that could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. And you don't have to define it really, you know, super tightly. But the idea for me, or what I hear you saying is, you found something at the core that wasn't about uh, the product. It was about um, it was. I, I'm I'm gonna butcher this, but because I really want to like nail it down because I know there, there's something really true there where it's like it was less about what you um, ended up making or how it was expressed, and it was more about the core just the fact that you are being true to that value like you were you were doing the type of thing that you that makes you feel alive and feel you know fulfilled um and it doesn't even matter how it's expressed and you know i think it's easy to get really vague in that and it sounds for me it's hard because there's something about that that makes total sense 
but it's something that you can't you can only nail it down so much but i totally know what you're saying Um, i think i think for me in the career i've had i've 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 traced it back and the, the one constant in all of it was that i could always do the idea and the creative stuff just happened like you know it was like bang done and then how do i do it and it then became a matter of decoration and create giving that idea a home and it was illustration and it was quite subjective to the style that people like it didn't feel like it felt like for me what would happen is you'd come up with the idea and then it would it would almost that was lost once it became a process of right bringing it to life and it quite often then became about tweaking an idea tweaking your creativity to a point where it wasn't recognizable or felt comfortable because you were trying to channel a client or a, other people's expectations into it. And yeah, it's weird. I think <laughs> I was laughing the other day. I went, I'm a graphic designer that can't stand clients. And that's the yeah. irony is I need. And I don't think yeah. it's clients. I think, I think what I, I think, what I realized was I need an audience that resonate with that I can see myself in and they can see within what I'm doing. And it's less about once you start doing things that are you and are totally the self, then you can connect to an audience much better than you can going through the channel of an external client and then back into their world through their eyes. It's, or even, I think the other thing that happens is you try to speak a language that you think is going to resonate with them, but it's not really you. And so you're not really going to land there because, you know, people can, you know, when you, you can smell out who's being authentic and who's not. And I think, uh, yeah, man, I, we could dive into that. Like for eight hours, I could totally go there, but I want to say something else. Um, well there, man, there's, <laughs> there's too much good stuff there. Uh, so one thing I wanted to talk about just uh, with all that is that um, there, uh, I struggled to, all right, sorry, let's stop here for a minute and let me, I do this on the podcast all the time anyway, so it's, it's nothing new that I'm like, my brain's going into eight directions and I can't choose one. I want to say something real quick, just as you're talking about creativity being your thing. Just to give you an example, because sometimes everything we're saying is so abstract that it's hard for people to relate to. You just gave your example of like what it actually looks like. What I think um, has always been at the core of everything I do as a core value. It's the same thing I do as the, with the podcast, as when I'm making pictures, as when I'm telling stories, is I find great pleasure in giving form to formless things and I don't know why I really don't I don't I don't know what it is but there's something about um creativity right like creativity like I'm obsessed with nailing down how that works you know I don't it's not I'm not satisfied with oh it's just kind of happy and you know inspirational and it just goes wherever it goes I'm like no actually no I can see patterns in it and if I develop those patterns now I've nailed down form to something quite formless and so that's how it expresses in the podcast and then when I go to tell a story I want to tell a story about how do I visualize and tell you a story so that you can understand uh, a, a spiritual concept or love or 
uh, a dream or, or, you know, uh, these abstract things, how can you give form to them so that you, they can be held? And that's why I love language because language is a form of taking emotions and, and nudges and intuition and trying to communicate it. And so I don't, and that's just me, you know, trying to articulate what I've found the core value that goes from thing to thing to me is that I'm always trying to do that. That's what excites me. I love that. I, that's why I like, um, you know, I'm always drawn to the stories where it's like anthropomorphic, uh, abstract things where you take an abstract thing like an idea or love or um, the feeling of a hug or well, I don't know whatever it is and then make it a character that to me is like that's perfect that what well, I don't know why but and that's why those are the stories that I try to tell but um, that's an example for me and it's so it's not something that you just take an afternoon off and you it hits you like are you I'm gonna get hard you know it's that's the funny thing is that I only feel like you and I have developed some of the ideas around that and we could be wrong and it's probably imperfect, but based on that whole idea of like letting go and like, and being dedicated to the journey of finding those things. And it's, it's not something you just do in an afternoon or, or work really hard to like squeeze out. You can't do it. That's not the way that it, it works. Um, so one, another side to that, that I wanted to say, um, so I'm a big believer in that you, you're more capable than you think and you shouldn't limit yourself in terms of like what you're capable of. But I do think that, um, that true self that you're talking about, there is a sense that you don't get to choose who that is to a certain extent. Um, you know, and that, and, and, and that is something that's very interesting in terms of what your voice creatively is or your style, or whatever, especially young and you're impressionable by all the cool stuff and all the, the, the stuff that's on trend and all that crap. Um, there's a sense that you're not as malleable as you maybe think you are there. You know, you don't have a choice of what your voice is. It's a matter of coming to terms with it and all that good stuff. I mean, does that idea resonate with you? Like, you know, you don't get to change what your value is. It's, it is what it is. No, that that's true. I think, I think what, what it takes though is a whole lot of challenges and fight in yourself until you stop and actually mm. embrace that. I mean, we left uni and we idolized and idealized the world that we thought we knew and the end result we wanted. But it yeah. wasn't until we went through all them, challenged some values that right, if I went back in time, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this, you know what I mean? But yeah. you have to, you have to challenge yourself. I'd still challenge myself daily on who yeah. I am and what I'm doing, but I know when you find when you've been challenged enough and you and you internally stop and go no this is it now is when you can say no to something that once upon a time you would have pinned all your hopes and dreams on happening mm, yeah and i think totally. that's yeah i think you can't help being who you are but you can fight it a lot easier the, right if you know what i mean for yeah when you're chasing when you well, yeah when you're lost in the noise and it's inevitable. You're never gonna. You're never gonna 
come out of college or university or your first or second job and stand up and be like, right, I am, here I am, world. Here's who it is, yeah. Yeah, totally. Because I had about 10 of them moments. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, to me, you know, really embracing um what your voice is going to be and all that is as much of a creative exercise as it is um uh, uh an exercise in um what do you call it like uh self uh i can't think of the just uh, i can't think of what i'm trying to say but oh just like self confidence being okay with who you are and uh that being, and that's what the interesting thing we were talking about for, before we got started on this, just this idea that um, in order to be your best creative self, you know, you can't disconnect that from the person you are every other component of your life. And, and, and so being healthy in terms of like eventually embracing who you are and not rejecting it is a big part of, um, is a big part of you being okay with the work you're making. And then also in that same way, the, the rest that you take and make sure, making sure you take care of yourself directly relates to the work that you do. You can't disconnect those things. Um, how does that look like for you? Well, it's, I think I'm fortunate that the job I've got is, um, they want me to be the best I can be. And they, they mm. trust that I'm so, I get on to a level of their vision, my boss's vision for the company and beliefs where he trusts me to do what I do, but he brought me in to be me. And for me to do that, I can no longer live the way I was when I was lost in the noise, when I was, Mm. you know, like for me to do the best thing, I kind of can't go out drinking and can't go out partying like I used to, and I can't waste time. thinking about things and client work that just absorbs the mind because I just have to bring it back down to what do I need to do tomorrow to be Mm. the best I can and keep that going every day. And that is going out hiking and climbing and snowboarding or other times it's not doing anything. But I think it's quite interesting what you said before about holidays because I try to look at this as a holiday all the time or not not needing a holiday but being rested and being well looked after to not need a holiday because there's nothing worse than working 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 then go i need a holiday and then when you're on holiday you're like ah work's coming back again soon you know what i mean yeah 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 totally it's finding it's finding that balance within all of this and yeah, there's a total difference between, um, I, like for me, it's like, you know, I'm really anti like working for the weekend kind of mentality. I'm not, that's nothing in my bones at all. I, t- I totally don't like that. But I think, um, so for me, it's like convincing myself to need a holiday, which is, you know, just in terms of like knowing that you need to take care of yourself and get into that rhythm of, yeah, stepping away and all that. It's even simple things for me now where I will not, uh, I mean, people must hurt me, but I don't answer emails anymore. I just, (laughs) I just used to be so obsessed with emails and that, and now I'm like, you know what, I've got, I've got my work emails, my personal work email account, and then I've got my Jeffrey Bowman one. And 
you know, I glance at it now and then, but I just, that's one thing I've taken a rest from is, mm-hmm. and I think when you get all these emails and then what that made me realize is that I wasn't taking a rest from just emails. I mean, you can never mm-hmm. take a rest truly, but I was taking a rest or saying no to the emails that I no longer, or that I felt were going to drain my time and mm-hmm. they wouldn't get a hundred percent out of me. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's, the kind of rest I've started to build into my life as well. And there's a, there's a, even the simplest things like, you know, Instagram and even having all them little red dots all over your phone. Like I've got one, all them things. It's quieting and down and taking, taking the rest in, in ways that, you know, as simple as not answering emails <laughs> mm. can be, can be quite restful. That's because so good. The energy, it's so good and so true. The energy that you goes into thinking about these things is just unreal sometimes because you mm. you inevitably can't help but start a project in your head off one brief email that you might have, uh, <laughs> yes. and then you're like, oh, but and I've learned enough that what happens with that kind of energy is that it's never reciprocated. It's the mm. client and other people have a real good way of draining your energy really fast and then without giving anything yeah yeah or caring really yeah. that you're doing that yeah. yeah and what i've also noticed as well in the world is the the rise of instagram and people's for celebrity and need for recognition is how much people want from you for nothing it's gone oh, from totally true <laughs> it's, it's gone from oh my gosh. the days of submitting a bit of work to an exhibition and you know you kind of liked it because you got felt something in return to now like oh you're that guy that wrote that book can i have one of your books because i've got a good instagram account yeah. well what do i well, no like yeah you, the you know, crazy yeah, exposure <laughs> garbage of just but it's that energy yeah. that got sits around that that can can drain you so like i consider myself a ball of energy at the moment so that energy needs protecting as much as possible and rest and cutting off not just physical rest but mental rest is so important because without that space where do the where's the room for the ideas where's the room for the creativity where's the room for the stupid doodles and messing around and your Mm. friends and your family and you know what i mean if you're consumed with things that you get nothing in return from, and I'm not being self. Well, in some respects, it's being selfish, but in a well, it's it's in it's in that respect that I always think of it this way: of like it's being selfish in in the same way that when you're you know when you're the plane's crashing and you put your mask on first, like it's yeah, selfish yeah. in that same way, you know. Which I I'm a I subscribe to that idea that you're not going to help anybody if you're a complete mess. No, exactly. I mean, it's true and. That we, yeah, it, it is. It's funny. It's um, yeah. I think the hardest part of a lot of this is learning to be selfish in a very mm-hmm. in a world where you put yourself out there in a in a purposeful way. You know, I think there there's a real almost selfish. You know, I think a more ultimately egocentric selfishness is to give yourself over to the vanity of you know instagram likes you know that's a that's a much a much uh darker selfishness and actually um can't remember exactly where i heard this but i think it's in mandarin 
uh, the, the the language of Mandarin, like they're, they say that there's two words for selfishness and there's selfishness where you're taking from other people and there's selfishness and that has that negative con- connotation. And the other side of it is selfishness where you're taking care of yourself for the good of yourself and for others. And I, I totally subscribe to that idea. Um, but yeah, I think, man, that's so good because I, I'm so, it's such a therapeutic conversation for me because it's so, I think it's so hard. Um, you know, obviously there are just pros and cons to working on your own versus working with other people. And one of the cons of working on your own is you are just so trapped in your own world. And even though my career, I've never been happier with my career or my work, I'm, you know, and I count myself, you know, totally in, in a great place and privileged to say that, but I am so alone in that zone and not in a, not in a darker or depressing way. Like I'm not saying that, like I'm not lonely, but I am alone in, in that struggle of like trying to fight the urge to be, uh, to find your significance in Instagram likes. Like that's a, that's a battle. It's something, you know, if you're going to be doing this, this work and you're, and especially if you have to be drumming up client work and stuff that, you you know, it's going to be something you can't just, fight that battle and it's over it's a battle for forever no exactly i mean i've been fortunate that i've gone i've, I've found this independence and then it's been celebrated in the job that i do whereas i think the reality is if i'd have continued to be a freelance illustrator or try to carry on on my own then yeah, it would not. I won't be sat here talking as freely and as easily about resting, finding yourself, and just cutting off from the world. Because I can cut, I can cut off from the world in the right way, and it's not affecting my financial circumstances. My, yeah. you know what I mean. I can. I've been ble- like almost blessed with stumbling and not stumbling, but coming coming across a job that celebrates me and yeah. this this independence and. It's it, it is tough, but you know, even even like the I understand that to succeed in the freelance illustrator world, and I've done that, and the commercial art world is yeah, you do have to engage and connect with the community. But what you what you're trying to get out of it is the community that embraces and celebrates you back, and not just yeah. this soup being lost in this superficial double tap on Instagram. Yeah. Or, <laughs> And then because it becomes very cynical and I found myself being really cynical and questioning like, why does the world need to even see this? And then, (laughs) then you become quite lost and insular. Whereas when you feel confident in what you're sharing and who you're sharing it with, then that's the right kind of energy to waste. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And actually, uh, you know, I feel like I'm heading into a season where, um, I've been so, uh, busy in terms of, you know, work online and all that stuff. And I've had a really busy client year and, um, and I have some opportunities now to kind of do mole man situation where I'm going underground and like really, you know, work hard on some projects, but away from, um, the public eye. And obviously I'm not in the freaking public eye. I've got, 
you know, a few thousand Twitter followers, but I just mean, you know, like just away from the industry of being constantly in social media and all that junk. Um, and, and, and I've got money and enough money in the bank to, to, to spend some longer time on some of these projects away from it all. And it's, it's tough. It's, but I know in the past when I've been able to do that, that it's super necessary and it, and it, it's really life affirming. But, and also the, the thing that you do well and other people should follow really is that if you want to share things with the world, then do something that's meaningful with that. Not Mm. just, you know, you, for example, this podcast is your sharing of your life. You put your life out there on this. You invite people and you're connecting people to you, to themselves, to each other, to a community. And that doesn't need a, a double tap on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to pour your energy into something, then it's got to be meaningful in a, in a, in a meaningful way. It makes it easier to do, whereas you're losing so much time and stuff just chasing chasing the dream (laughs) that makes sense all right man that was such a good conversation i left that conversation feeling euphoric I was so uh, enthralled and enjoying that. So thank you, Jeff. Go check Jeff out on the internet, jeffrey-bowman.co.uk, and you can go check out uh, Milliken at homeofmilliken.com, where he is the creative director. Thank you so much again. I loved that. It was so good. So much stuff to take away. And uh, next part to this episode, I'll be talking with Jeremy Slagle, the commercial artist, graphic artist, graphic designer uh, here from Columbus, and we're going to talk about all kinds of new aspects of rest. Thank you guys so much for paying attention to this show and enjoying it and taking something away from it. It means so much to me. I will be back with you soon. Until we talk again, please Do your best to stay pepped up. Thank you.